0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode, and this one is a little bit different. In it, we each answer the question, what do I no longer believe about God? And it was a really special session to record. It's a powerful question that takes advantage of the tools of negative or apophatic theology. By saying what we no longer believe God to be or be like, we expose what we do believe about the divine. As faith grows and changes, this one question is a great way to seeing both where we've come from and where we're headed. We really enjoyed thinking this way, and so I would encourage you, no matter what you think about faith, to ask the question too, what do I no longer believe about God? Alright, here's the episode. Enjoy.
1: The question of what I no longer believe about God is a particularly challenging one for me. In the conversation that we had with Peter Rollins, we touched on this idea that what people truly believe and what they say they believe are often not the same thing. So I think for the first time in my entire life, I truly believe the things that I say. I believe that God is love. Like the ever-expanding universe, God's love is an ever-widening circle. But the truth is, I, I don't even really believe that. I don't believe that God has ever drawn a circle or a line in the sand, simply that we did and blamed him for them. I believe that God is a physicist, a mathematician, a botanist, a cosmologist. God is man, God is woman, God is both, God is neither, and everything on the spectrum in between. I believe that God is a good parent, which means that I no longer believe that God is an abusive asshole who judges everything that we do in order to hold it against us. I used to believe that God and certainty were the same thing, but I don't anymore. For the first time, I can honestly say that I believe God is bigger, bigger than our ideas, bigger than the names we give, bigger than our pettiness and our desire for correctness. I believe that God, for the first time ever, is loving.
2: I no longer believe about God. My priorities changed. I'm no longer focused on making sure that my family will be with me in heaven. I'm not thinking as much about the afterlife. I'm more focused on doing things that will make a difference here in this life. Because I no longer buy into the salvation formula, saying the prayer, believing a certain way, and because I've seen the Bible and Jesus weaponized by people that call themselves Christians, I don't even want to associate with that label. I no longer think about God as an individual I used to pray a lot as though God was someone who was listening to everyone all the time at the same time, but now I've come to think about God more as a connection between people. That love is more representative of God than the way I used to imagine. If someone asked me how I identify in terms of my faith, I would say that my foundation is Christianity, and I like Jesus' teachings, but recently I've been learning about other faiths and religions, and I like aspects of those too. So I don't know what that makes me. And I know that I don't like labels.
3: So I certainly no longer believe that God wants me to be certain about what I believe. That was actually really huge for me. Um, I always felt like I was forcing myself into convincing myself that the things I was hearing about God were true, and that they were not just true to me, but they were true to everybody. And I think that that was kind of a symptom of growing up evangelical, and being liberated from that has felt really amazing. I, to get really personal, I no longer believe that God wants me to be a minister, not necessarily because I think that that's a bad thing to do, but because I think I'm pretty certain I'd convinced myself that that's what God wanted me to do, and I was following a lot of praise, I would say, like when I had made that decision, and uh, yeah, discovering that the church doesn't really, <laughs> that I didn't really fit the church, so to speak. To go into a list of Yeah, to go go into more like a a listical version of it, I no longer believe that God is concerned about my obsession for salvation. I think that kind of goes along with point one. I no longer believe that God dictated the words of the Bible. That's a huge point. Um, I think that's actually, I didn't order this foundationally, but that is an idea that has to come prior to a lot of others yeah, I don't think God necessarily cares about my opinion of of the Bible. Uh, my opinion about the Bible is the same as the people that wrote it. it's It's my understanding of God. and that just happened to be recorded for a long time and kept around. Um I no longer believe that God is American, which sounds really childish to say, but Identifying that I did actually think that God was American, and hearing from the news and from family and from church that you definitely, in my, in my context, I definitely got the idea that God was a proud American, and that's certainly not true. Look at us—we're, to quote a, a Twitter prophet, uh, "America is a third-world country wearing a Gucci belt." Uh, we're in 2020. <laughs> We are not great. I don't believe that God is angry, particularly with me. I don't believe that God is controlling. I'll further qualify that. I don't believe that God has a need to control myself or others' behavior. I don't believe that God is gendered. This was something that was big for me a few years ago, and is still something that I am trying to root out, as I consistently use the word he in third-party reference to God. Yeah, I don't believe that God's violent. Uh, certainly, certainly don't think that. <laughs> I think that people think that God is violent. This goes back to the whole Bible thing. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. For me, I've always liked being able to change my mind. Finding new information has always been really exciting for me. And has for me to change my opinion has never really been a particularly stressful thing. So it's actually yeah despite not having written everything out it's actually pretty easy for me to say the things that i no longer believe about god and that's partially because i think those departures have made me feel more comfortable in my own being which ironically is kind of the point that i thought god wanted in the first place and finally not forcing myself into that set of beliefs has actually made me feel extremely more peaceful Oh, because, and I—I guess I'll leave off with this one. I don't believe that God sends people to hell. Once that one, (laughs) once that one goes away, once you let that one go, I think my life became way less stressful.
4: Um, this actually just came to my mind while you were talking, but I was remembering... I was remembering a feeling I had after a therapy appointment where I just realized I became an expert in I, what I would call like idea replacement. And I would spend all this time deciding what I didn't believe and replacing it with something better. And so I have this list that does mean something to me. And I think what the way we think is really important and it does inform our lived experience. It certainly informs the way we treat other people. I think all that matters a lot. But there's, like, I just also want to acknowledge there's a level of, like, I have, I have trauma in my body that has nothing to do with what I think. Just for, I don't know, just as like a moment of solidarity for anybody who is traumatized by religious experiences, there is like, there is a healing process that doesn't happen just by thinking differently about something. And it's, it's just, it's okay. I don't, I'm in the process of it, so I have no advice. (laughs) I just know that it's real and it's, it's okay if like just having a new idea about something doesn't take away the fear reactions or the anxiety reactions or the flight reactions or the freeze reactions that your body or your brain has when you encounter something that reminds you of that. So just lots of love and solidarity. But I no longer believe about God. I no longer believe that God needs us to be perfect in order to love and accept us. I no longer believe that God needs blood to forgive. I no longer believe that God is a being who does some good things and chooses not to do other good things. Or in that same vein, I no longer believe that God rewards or withholds depending on your behavior or how well you align with a certain set of ideas. I no longer believe that God is male exactly well. Um, And I would say I'm kind of in the practice of even though I would say, you know, God is not gendered, I'm practicing using female or even transgender pronouns in order to basically just expose my own mind to like like a wider lens and just sit with it and see what that feels like you know as we've talked about before these are all storytelling mechanisms and so while we're not making scientific claims it it still does have an effect on the way we think and it certainly has had a power like the male the male proximity to power i think is an important thing to subvert in that sense to say that like god is near to those or possibly best represented by those who are farthest away from the centers of power, um, I think is really important. So I'm really a big fan of Christina Cleveland's, you know, God is a black woman, you know, because at this moment in world history, the black woman represents the farthest association from the centers of power and the closest association to the people. Um, I no longer believe that God excludes people, certainly not for their religion, their sexual identity or orientation. And I no longer believe that God threatens human beings with hell. Yeah, I will say, um, you mentioned I no longer believe that God is angry. And I do wanna just, I'm learning to be more open to the positive nature of anger. and so I would say, I would say that God is no, I no longer believe God is vengeful, but I'm learning to be okay with the idea that anger could be a very divine thing. I say that like trembling, cause like anger really throws me off. Uh, but I think it's important. It's important growth curve for me. God is wide as the universe and close as our breath. They are the advocate for the oppressed and the comforter for the broken. They are the jokester, the creator, the place to rest. They are the awareness that we are made of and interconnected by love. They are the voice calling from the future saying, it's not over, don't give up.
0: What I no longer believe about God. This is a tricky question. My initial answer is to say everything. Everything I once believed, I now no longer believe, or at least not in the same way. But that feels a little like a cop-out or maybe just too broad of an answer. So what do I no longer believe about God? I no longer believe he cares what I believe, that's one thing. I don't think my status before the divine is reliant on my ability to get things exactly right. I think we would all be in trouble if that were the case. I no longer believe in a warring God or a tribal God. Uh, That means I see my country and especially our foreign policy in a very different light than I used to. I think about war differently since I no longer believe that God would take the side of any human conflict beyond simply just being on the side of the oppressed. I think it's extremely easy having been brought up hearing that America is a Christian nation to see God as our tribal God. That God is on our side simply because we call him our God. I no longer believe that. To quote Treebeard, I am altogether on nobody's side because nobody is altogether on my side. That seems to me very much like something Jesus might say to someone who's trying to use his name to make uh, a just war. And if anyone is listening saying well yeah but the bible says well i no longer believe that god dictated the words of the bible either i still very much identify with an anthropomorphized god Uh, though i no longer believe that to necessarily be the truth as far as the physics go i don't believe god has a physical body head hands eyes ears and so on i believe god is just spirit Still, it helps me to relate in this way, to use these kinds of metaphors to be able to see things in my mind's eye. I no longer feel comfortable using a lot of the language I used to use about God. Evangelical vernacular now feels fake and often forced. I think that's because a lot of the things I used to take literally, I now see as metaphor. And the people I still see using evangelical language, I assume are being very literal. The last few years has been quite a journey, something I never really thought I would experience. There's been ups and downs, just like there always is, but it's mostly been ups. Learning to think differently or that it's okay to not have to think about spiritual things at all, sometimes, has been comforting. I will say that I felt more confident using the term Christian mystic to describe myself. When we first started the podcast, I was hesitant to claim the label, Uh, maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome going on there. But I think I still consider myself a Christian, based solely on the fact that Christ is the central figure around which my faith revolves. A mystic, perhaps, because I have yet to find a popular vein of Christianity that accurately describes where I'm at, or even where I want to be. The mysterious, eclectic, inclusive, and wondrous nature of the mystic tradition is really the only place I can continue to be set inside of Christianity. So I guess I'm a mystic.